1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: It is 1-10 on a Saturday. We're above zero. We're at six right now. South winds at 10 miles an hour. Our wind chill nine below. It is time for Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Uh, simple. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven. That is eight one eight zero seven. Doug's made it all the way
1: into studio today. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. It does not feel like seven outside. It feels like twenty below. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, it's still cold. It is. Yeah, it is. it's still cold. We'll get a little warm up. Uh, Then another cool down later in the week, uh, but that is January in these parts. But I'll tell you what, it gets a whole lot easier when you get the real brutal cold out of the way because you get up into the teens and 20s. Feels feels, like a heat wave. It feels pretty good. It does. It does. Yeah, so so we get used to it. But uh, remember, in this cold weather, if you have computer equipment that you've maybe had in a bag or a backpack and you're moving it back and forth, That equipment gets cold, and you need to let it climatize a little bit. Uh, We see a ton of problems, and we've talked about static electricity as well. That is a big deal at this time of year. It is.
1: It's one of the physical things you really got to watch. And Anytime somebody comes and picks up a computer, I say, listen, even if your car is warm, you get that baby in the house, set it on your desk, and just leave it sit for a good hour, maybe even two before you even plug it in. Plug it in, fire it up, and you should be fine. If you go from drastic hot to cold, drastic cold to normal room temperature, and j- you can t- create some serious damage, and something that other people don't really think about with laptops and notebooks. They had it out in a cold car. They bring it in. well, the outside feels pretty good. Fire it up. They can actually be creating condensation on the inside. I've actually pulled a couple of them apart, and they're, like, wet inside. It's like, where, you spill something on yeah. there? Nope, add it out in the car.
0: Yeah, so so be aware of that with the equipment. Generally, we have our cell phones in our pockets or whatever, and they stay relatively warm. That equipment is, is maybe a little bit more designed to deal with it. But still, yes. if you forget your cell phone in the car, let that baby warm up gradually before you move on. And static electricity is another one we talked about. One of the things I use, I have a dryer sheet. Perfect. You know that that seems to help quite a bit there's static guard and other sprays you can use, but that sort of stuff if you 're feeling static electricity around the house and maybe you take off like like right now i 've got kind of a fleece coat on, you take that off, you feel that static electricity that kind of stuff can cause problems with your equipment
1: yeah, and you know and people don 't realize this, but especially with desktops. We as human beings touch that keyboard, we actually transfer more static to that equipment than it can ever pick up in the house. So, really be aware of this, especially if you've got dry heat. If you've got a humidifier, it helps. But when you, we have these drastic changes in weather, this is always an issue. So, yeah, just keep an eye on that. All right, uh, Doug, let's get
0: into a big story this week. It's all over uh, Spectre and Meltdown, uh, their flaws in chips in just about everything. There are potential security issues. At this point in time, what can people do?
1: Yeah, you know, the big thing that they're telling us is keep your browsers up to date. uh, Keep your operating systems up to date. Microsoft claims they've already got a fix for this. The information that I've been able to glean so far has really been pretty minimal. I think this has something to do with universal enhanced firmware integration. Somewhere along the line, this universal integrated firmware is being uploaded and being rewriting the code inside these chips. But I know for sure that Intel, AMD, ARM—they're all on this just as much as they possibly can. But this is a this is a real, real bad thing. Now they. They haven't publicized it widely, and they claim that the hackers haven't actually got at creating processes to hit this. This is a pretty complex, deep-down type of vulnerability. Uh, I'm a little surprised that it got this much notice before they really were able to roll out a hardware fix. and But the software fix, especially your Android phones, And your browsers keep them up to date. I checked my phone twice today to see if there was an update for Android. Nothing yet.
0: All right. And a lot of companies are working on that. Microsoft on Wednesday released patches for the Windows operating system and its Internet Explorer and Edge browsers, but warned that your antivirus software needs to be updated to support those patches. So this is going to take a while for everyone to get up to speed on all of this.
1: This is really interesting to me that they came out with this extra warning about your antivirus. Uh I, I found that really unique. I can't think of a Windows update that has ever been prevented from coming in by an antivirus program this this is something completely new to me so I I'm really not certain what that's all about uh, but yeah this is a this is going to be a huge issue for a while so keep an eye on stuff if your computer starts to slow down immediately you're going to want to start checking on this right away so stay on top of it.
0: All right, Dan, one of the top articles I found was at CNET.com, C-N-E-T.com, and it was updated on Friday, but it's kind of got the details you need on these big chip flaws as a headline, Spectre and Meltdown, details you need on these on those big chip flaws, and it kind of tells you what's going on and then ultimately it's just one of those things you want to monitor. But you brought it up with your phone. This is one of those scenarios where my iPhone will tell me if there is a software update, and you'll probably want to take that right away.
1: Yeah, You couldn't get it fast enough. And and my next big concern, Steve, is how this is going to affect the routers, The, uh, the CenturyLink routers and the Comcast routers. I can almost guarantee that both CenturyLink and Comcast will be pushing out updates for their firmware as soon as they come and th- and they're going to push them all rapid if they can stop it at the at the router that's going to be huge and to date most of these modems or routers whatever you wish to call them they have a firewall built in and nearly all of them are set to minimum for the firewall and that's to help the the, the your bandwidth run as fast as possible don't be surprised if you get a A notice from Comcast or CenturyLink letting you know that they're increasing that firewall on the router for at least a short time until this thing is solved. But yeah, the entire world in tech is really keeping an eye on this, so it's um it's big. I mean, it's going to be very big. All right, here are the pertinent numbers on the program:
0: 651-989-9226. If you want to talk to Doug, uh, by all means, call six five one nine eight nine. 9226. And that's good for all our programs. And you can text at 81807. That is 81807. We'll take a break right now. We'll come back with those calls and texts between now and 2 o'clock here on the CCO.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It It
0: is Tech Talks. Saturday is between 1 and 2 here at CCO. Doug Swinhart joins us in studio. My name is Steve Thompson. Jonathan Lowe is our studio coordinator. Phone line 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven computers, hardware, software. Doug's the man. And let's go to the phones right now. Let's bring in Martin in St. Cloud. Martin, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Yeah, I have a Windows 7 Ultimate and uh I have two uh web browsers. I have uh Firefox and uh Google Chrome. Okay. So I have been having trouble with Firefox. So I switched over to Google Chrome, and I don't have trouble with it. But I had a little glitch here last week here, where the screen just popped up, and it said that uh, my Windows was infected. There was a number on there that I was supposed oh. to call, but I couldn't do nothing with it. So I just went to work and shut the computer off, and came back, and it was gone. So yeah, yeah, this know, is, it- this is this is one of those little notices that comes in through your browser. Uh, Let me suggest with your Firefox, completely uninstall it using Revo Uninstaller or CCleaner Uninstaller. Completely uninstall it. Reboot your computer. Go online and re-download it. I, I have an inkling that you might have an older version of Firefox that was installed before they started to do automatic updates every time that you open it up. And If you don't already have it, get CCleaner as well. The the only thing that will really raise havoc with your browsers is if you're not clearing those cache files and clearing your history files and temp files from time to time. And CCleaner is without question the best product to do that. Back to that notice you got in that browser. This is really, really rampant. We are not sure whether this is a worm virus crawling from web server to web server, if it's being picked up somewhere in the tunnels or the routers or the gateways as your data content is coming to you. Uh, But if it's inside of a browser, shut that browser, restart your computer and get right back to normal. That's a false read, trying to get you to do things that you should not do. And Martin, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, that is a good one. I've seen it. Uh by all means don't
0: call. And it, it looks serious. It's well, you like, bet. oh, I better call Microsoft Flash
1: but, and some of them got noise and buzzers and here's the thing though. It happened
0: on a Chromebook yeah. using Google Chrome as a browser and it's called Microsoft. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything here that has anything to do with Microsoft. So yeah, th- th- we we haven't talked about it in a while and it's worth taking a moment to do it. If anybody calls and says Hey, you have an issue with your computer. Hang up the phone. It's bogus. You see this come up on your computer screen. It's bogus. Yeah. Don't call. Don't give them your money.
1: And you know, the interesting thing, Steve, is when they call up and say, we know that your Dell is infected. We know that your HP models such and such and such. Well, that's pretty impressive. People have to realize that these computer sales have become a part of public information. When you purchase that machine, part of the profit at Dell or HP was that you act, we actually agreed to let them sell that information for advertising purposes. And when we stop and consider how the prices of computers have dropped over the last two decades, can you imagine being in a car business, Steve? And every year you go to sell cars, The car costs 20% less. Mm. Yeah, And this is what's been happening in the computer business. And these manufacturers, they're pushing out equipment faster and it's better equipment. And I'm thinking we've kind of reached that peak now to where that might start to subside. But these particular calls are using this public information to sound impressive and to make us believe that they're calling directly from the company and they are not. Microsoft, Dell, Hewlett-Packard will never call you out of the blue unless it's some kind of a recall. And that's not going to cost you anything, and they'll never ask you for any money. All right, let's go to Tom. Tom in Minneapolis,
0: you're on the air. Hello. Good
1: afternoon. I have a, a netbook running Windows 7, and I just basically use it for browsing, and it seems more than adequate. But occasionally on a, I'll get a, a Firefox saying not responding, um, and I'll go to Task Manager and look at the disk activity and it is just like a hundred percent disk activity you know that's going on. and it, it just seems to be locking up everything. And then it goes away on its own and it'll continue on. I'm not downloading movies or anything else that you know is going to be doing a lot of iO, but it just it just locks up the machine. and like I said, the disk activity just is off the wall. Without seeing your machine, my first guess with this much disk activity, is that you're saving files on your desktop, which is reducing the amount of random access memory you have to work with, and that's going to force your computer to use your disk's virtual memory. And if you have some difficulty with this, give me a call next week and we'll connect up remotely. If your netbook, by the way, has one gig of RAM or 512, if you can increase your RAM, that will be extremely helpful. Also, underneath... My Computer, Advanced Settings, you can set the virtual memory so that Windows isn't continuously changing the size of that virtual memory. It would be a good idea to take a look at your RAM, and if you've got enough disk space, say, for example, you've got 2 gigs of random access memory, you're going to want to set that virtual memory to at least 2 gigs. Try to go double to 2.5 times the amount of your actual RAM. And that should reduce that disk activity. Also, download and run OzLogic. Let's optimize this drive on here. Some netbooks are a little bit li- they're light on drive space, so you'll have to watch yourself. But these, these things really should solve that problem. And a lot of disk I.O. will also create heat, which, as we know, Steve, portables and netbooks and tablets, that's the enemy. You might have a machine that's just primed for a solid state drive. Yeah, give me a call. I'd love to help you. And thank you for the call. Let's go to Joe in Golden
0: Valley. Joe, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hi. I'm looking for a recommendation for a small business that has six computers running on the same network as far as antivirus software you would recommend. Yeah, you know, I've actually heard this before. They want a central location to run the antivirus, I like it on each individual machine. Um, if you've got Windows 7, Windows 10, Windows 10, you can be running Windows Defender in the background and you're golden. Windows 7, I would say download and install malware bytes, and if you've got a network and you want malware bytes on all of them, they will discount the price for volume. Today, I think that's our best bet. Malware bytes, I think, is second to none. Uh, by the way, Steve, a couple weeks ago we talked about a gentleman that had an issue. He was—I tried to get a hold of him. And he went to Phoenix, Arizona, for a couple of weeks. Sent me an email the other day. He took his computer into some tech. Tech says, "Oh, look, you got this file loading. Stop that file from loading. Everything is golden." So another satisfied customer. But I think Malwarebytes is what you're looking for. Just go to malwarebytes.com. M-A-L-W-A-R-E. B-Y-T-E-S dot C-O-M. And you can download the trial version and take a look at it. If you like it, buy it and put it on all those machines. It really is your, your answer. The central location for controlling antivirus, unless you've got an enterprise, two, three hundred computers you're watching, then yes. But six, eight, ten, twenty, I would much prefer to have it on each individual machine. But that's me. And thank you for the call.
0: All right, quick break. We have more Gordy's waiting on uh, the line. Uh, we've got uh, some phone lines open at 651 989 9226 You can text 81807, that is 81807 as well, and we'll go to the text line. We have a ton of good questions there on the Saturday at CCO. 134 on a Saturday Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807 here at CCO. Let's go to the text line, get through some of these real quick. Uh, From the text line, installed Windows 10 Pro on an old Toshiba laptop. Now the aspect ratio on the monitor changed. And there seems to be no place in the settings menu to change
1: that. What could be going on? I think it's a driver issue. Um, if you can, up, uh, go into uh, My Computer Settings, and what you're looking for is the Device Manager. If you have a standard Windows menu, just go down to the search box and type in Device Space Manager. Take a look at what you have for a display driver. And right-click on that and select Update Driver. That should do it. If you have, if you've done a clean install with Windows 10, and you absolutely cannot find a proper driver, use a Windows 7 driver or a Windows 8 driver. It should work. Okay. It really should work. Uh, but this can be Windows 10. To me, I see this a lot with displays that are they're either all the way on, or they get these little glitchy things happening. And they seem to be more vulnerable uh, to the displays and some of the Bluetooth issues. But that should do it for you. And if you have trouble, give me a call, and we'll walk you right through it. All right.
0: From the text line, i shut down my laptop when a message appears. Don't shut off. We are preparing windows. When I turn it on again, I get a message, preparing windows, 46, uh, 46% complete. Uh What's going on
1: here? Yeah, it's an update loop. This is a a prime example where you're going to want to download GWX Control Panel. And it's just like it sounds, GWX Control Panel. And just put it into a Google search box. You will see two different downloads, one to install it and one is a portable. Grab the portable. Get in there and clear your cache, your Windows Update cache. And that should stop. Uh, this is uh, again. We're seeing the servers getting caught up in a in a loop, and once that happens, this GW cache, this GW control, GWX control panel is a godsend. That will take care of it for sure. All right. And If people have problems with that, they can give you a holler. Absolutely. Or shoot me an email, and I'll send you the link. And just keep you rolling. All right. One more from
0: the text line or two, if we go quick. How do I downgrade my iPhone 6 from iOS 11.1 to iOS 10.3.3? I can't imagine Apple will allow you to downgrade I, I, an I, operating system. I I would be shocked if they allowed that.
1: Well, plus I'd want to know what the purpose is. Yeah. Uh, that would be my first question, but I do not know a way on a smartphone to go backwards. And that's with Android too. Well, because I know, these are automatic updates. You betcha. And when even when you go back to a factory reset, it's going to go back to the factory yeah. reset and, set and pull in that latest update instant. So this is this is really something that is not. Now you can do this what they call brick them and and block them off. But then you know you're hacking around in, in a place where we just shouldn't be playing with. Uh, well, you start messing around with firmware, it's just not a good plan. Yeah, I,
0: and I know there are a lot of people now leery because of the whole Apple scandal and slowing down older phones to uh, preserve the battery and avoid unwanted shutdowns and all of that. They've apologized. They're going to do the battery replacement, I believe, on the 7 or 6 and 7s right, uh, for 29 bucks starting later this month. But I, I still think going back in time... For older versions of operating software and in browsers, major, major no no. You want the latest and greatest, so uh, not a good plan. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, Steve personally wouldn't even want to get involved in that. Yeah, uh, it, it's just, it's just not. No common sense, there. Just don't do it. Would be my advice. All right,
0: the dreaded pop up uh, from Dave on our text line. I keep getting pop ups when I go to some of my. Uh, uh, favorite websites. What can I do?
1: Uh, first of all, I, I absolutely have to recommend CCleaner. Cleaner. We've talked a whole bunch about that. C C L E A N E R. Download the free version and run it. If that doesn't do it completely, then you're going to want to go to a Google search box and type in A D W Cleaner, space major geeks. And so major geeks is one word: M A J O R G E E K S. Major geeks is a is a is an unbelievable source that we can download files. Adw Cleaner is a portable cleaner from malware bytes that will run the instant you download it, and it will clear out any any kind of garbage that's in your machine that for whatever reason happen to have been missed by your antivirus. So those two things will stop this nonsense for sure, for
0: sure. All right. uh, We've talked a lot on the program today about making sure your browsers are updated. From the text line, how do you make sure it's updated?
1: If you have Google Chrome, there's three little bars in the upper right-hand corner. You will left-click on that and go down to settings and look for about. And about will tell you the version. Google Chrome will update itself now anytime you open the browser. Same with Firefox. If you've got your regular high high menu, just hit help and about, and it will come up and give you the version number. And again, if you have a later version of Firefox, I don't remember when they did this, 46, 45, and I think we're now up to like version 57. Firefox built this in, so every time you open up Firefox, it's making certain that you have the latest version, but it's under under help and under about, and you'll be able to, and that's true with every software package. Linux, Mac, Windows, about and help will give you all the information about that particular app or software package. All right,
0: uh, let's go to the phone lines again. We have some lines open At 651-989-9226, it's Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, not sure how something works, by all means, give us a call. And we will go back to the text line shortly. And the number there is 81807. That is 81807. Let's bring in Gordy. Gordy's been waiting a while. Hello. Yes, Doug. Hi, Gordy.
1: What's up? Uh, happy New Year. Thank you. Same you. uh, to you. You're trying to do a neophyte uh, about computers. Well, so are you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have Windows 10. Okay. And I get the notice for an update, and so I start the update, and I get up to about 82 percent, and then the screen just goes. It doesn't go blank. It just a, a cloud, you know, a light, and I sit there for three or four hours. And nothing happens. Am I, should I be waiting for another three or four hours? Or- I don't think so. Under the Windows Update, under Advanced Settings, how you receive updates. Shut off that you can get your updates from other Windows machines. I think you're actually trying to connect to a machine, your neighbor, or somebody down the road. And if you have trouble with that, give me a call next week and we'll connect up remotely and I'll dig down and make sure that this is not happening. At this particular point, you have developed an update loop. And even though GWX control panel is written and designed to prevent Windows 10 updates, you can use the portable version of GWX control panel to clear that update cache. I would not recommend that you turn off the updates in 10, but use that program to clear your update cache. And that also will probably take care of this issue. But these two things need to be taken care of on every Windows 10 machine to keep them rolling and bringing in your updates properly. And Gordy, thank you for the call and happy new year to you, sir.
0: One forty-three here at CCO. Let's go back to the phones. Vincent, Coon Rapids, you're on the air.
1: Uh, Doug, I have an issue when I log on to accounts that are secure, financial accounts, etc. They keep telling me that I need to update to Explore Eleven. I'm already at eleven. When I try to do an update to 11 it says I've already got the latest level. How do I get Yeah, to- this is That's uh to- this is not good. And I I've, I've seen this before as well. At Microsoft Windows when it updates from 9 to 10 to 11 for explorer it will sometimes keep remnants and leave that version set as the default, which your bank is reading. Uh, Your quickest solve to this is to download and install and use Firefox and download and install Google Chrome. And I can almost guarantee there isn't a financial institution on the planet that won't allow you the use of these two browsers. That by itself will fix this. I am also going to recommend that we spoke about this earlier, ADW Cleaner. Download ADW Cleaner from Major Geeks and run that as well. This could actually be a little piece of malware running in the background, but I truly believe that it is all built into the Windows updates. And Vincent, if you have trouble with that, you give me a call next week and we'll get you handled in a GIF. All right, very good. Uh, full lines are open at
0: 651-989-9226. That is 651-989-9226. You can text 81807, 81807. Doug, from our text line, Flash Player is not working on Chrome, uh, but it is on Firefox and uh, uh, Windows Explorer. How can I fix this? Uh, you know, here's
1: the thing. Flash, an Adobe product, Adobe did a tremendous job protecting Flash over the years, but it has become vulnerable. There is an extension for Firefox and Chrome. If you've already got a Flash extension in Chrome, you must remove it. And again, it's under settings, hit the little bars up in the right-hand corner, go down to more, go under extensions and completely remove the Flash extension. Then go to getget.adobe.com, get.adobe.com forward slash Flash and download and make sure you're using 64 bit or 32 bit. Chances are you've got a 64 bit computer. And there's a check mark in there that talks about adding it to Chrome and that will repair it. I would never recommend people be playing with a Flash program with Internet Explorer. And if you've got Windows 10, Edge should run it without issue. Uh, And I hope that helps, and thank you for the text.
0: All right, Tug, uh, I keep getting this annoying Amazon $1,000 gift card pop-up on my Safari browser, on my iPhone 7 Plus. I'm not alone. Uh, Why is this happening and how? Do I get rid of it?
1: If I'm not mistaken, and, and and I have to admit here, I'm guessing, but if I'm not mistaken, this was either an app that was downloaded, possibly by accident, or it's an extension in your or an add-on in your Safari browser. You're going to have to do some research on this. If you haven't yet done so, send AppleCare an email and check the websites that support Mac. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a support.mac.com that will take you right in to a huge database. And by the way, nearly every Mac user I know is using an iPhone, and it's a tight community. If you've got a problem, somebody somewhere has it solved. And I wish I could be a little bit more clear with this. And if you have trouble, give me a call next week, and we'll research it together.
0: All right. Uh... This is a good one from earlier in the program with all the chip security issues and how a lot of manufacturers are working on patches. It's just something you're going to need to monitor. But based on what we talked about earlier in the program, uh, someone took a look at their Netgear router dashboard, and it advised me there was a firmware update available. So this weekend might be a good idea to check into that and see if uh, some of this equipment does need updates.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's that's interesting that, that this texter sends us this. It has been my experience that Netgear is right on top of these kind of things. They're, it's not uncommon that they're first to come out with something. And Netgear will actually send the code to repair it to other router companies and vice versa. These guys work together. They The last thing they want is, They want friendly competition, but they don't want people dirtying up the internet that will affect their routers either. So this community uh, of people who are taking care of this kind of equipment, they're going to share with each other. But I would absolutely get that update for the firmware for your neck gear. All right. How
0: how do people check on that sort of firmware and updates available on a router? Where,
1: Where would they even get to that? Almost every router... Including Comcast and CenturyLink routers, when you know your local IP address, you can put that into a browser and from it appears to be a web page, but it's actually the software or the firmware running in the device. You will log on with an administrator password. Um, if you don't know what's going on, you can just kind of move that browser window over, open up another browser. Do some research on Google, if you will, but you should get intimate with the settings in that router. For your firmware updates, it's always going to be under administrator or advanced administration, always. A lot of them come with automatic firmware turned on. Some of them, you actually have to manually turn it on. But in this day and age, especially with these new chip vulnerabilities, I'm going to say, turn it on and let them guys send you the firmware that's required. Also be a good idea while you're in there to make sure that your router's time is set properly. A lot of people don't know it, but their router is uh, on the west coast or the east coast, and, well, of course, we have central time. The biggest thing that that makes that vulnerable is when they're sending out updates, you'll be getting them for our part of the country, and it's all about timing. But might as well check it as long as you're in there. All right, quick break.
0: Uh, We've got our final segment coming up. Uh, We'll try and squeeze in some more calls and texts. It is Tech Talk with Doug. Saturday is between 1 and 2 here on CCO.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Welcome back. It is Tech Talk. Doug Swinhart in studio Let's go to the phone lines. We'll try to get to as many as we can before the end of the program. Let's bring in Dick. Dick, you're on the air. Hello.
1: Hello. Hi, Dick. Hello. I've got an old Acer laptop, probably five years old or plus. Okay. Windows, Windows 7, and it takes forever to get in and then get things, things going. This, just, this this particular computer is an absolute prime candidate to be turned into an SSD hard drive and we could upgrade it to windows 10 or leave it at seven and do a dual boot with linux you would be amazed at how fast this thing would boot and give me a call next week and we'll discuss the possibilities and go from there and sorry to cut you short dick but we got to get one more call in
0: all right let's uh, i i just don't see how we're gonna have uh, can we do it a, an opportunity to get uh, another call in but we can go to the text line Uh, Here, Doug, before we say goodbye on uh, the program, um, is there any way to record a Skype conversation if you use the latest version of Skype? Are you aware of how you might be able to do that?
1: There is. Um, I also would say this. You can download Skype to your smartphone. There is an app at play.google.com called ACR and if you really step up to the plate and buy it for the grand total of $3.99 this thing will record every call you make if you so do so desire and send those calls right directly to Google Drive as not to use space on your phone so there the way on a computer it's a little bit more complex you are actually recording using a streaming recorder and that gets into a copyright but ACR is absolutely to die for.
0: Yeah, and be careful there. Yeah, you, you know, really re- do. Re- recording conversations,
1: uh, you, you get into uh, strange territory there. You do. So, uh, I, and, and one thing that I would recommend, Steve, if you're doing this, make sure the caller on the other end is told that you're recording it.
0: Yeah. And for whatever the, reason. And there are strict rules in this business about that sort of thing. But in the private world, I would just say go easy. You bet. All right, uh, Doug, uh, your phone number and email real quick. Thank you.
1: 651-552-9543. And of course, wccotech.com. W-C-C-O-T-E-C-H.com. 651-552-9543. 552 9543 and see you next week, Steve.
0: Alright, see you, Doug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.